What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 69 of the Sports Car Second Podcast. Uh, another great guest interview with you guys. Uh, today, we are going to be talking to Ty Wilson from uh, Bench Clear Media. Uh, you guys probably know him from all of his great content creation on YouTube, his podcast, uh, uh, Breaker Culture, and all of his awesome YouTube stuff, like I said. He's just a great content creator and also a great guy. He's also doing the Chasing Cardboard TV show on YouTube. Uh, he's hoping that it gets picked up by a major company, but right now they're just working on YouTube. But uh, it's a great show, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a great interview today. He's an awesome guy, and I'm glad to have him on. Uh, not much happened in my week this week. Uh, I've been doing a few things on ComC, but I had basketball camp this week, so not much happened there uh but yeah we got a great interview so glad that could pick pick up for my uh slow week and uh yeah here we go let's get into it ty wilson what is up guys we are here with another guest on the more than sports hotline and today that guest is a guy that just does so much in content creation in the sports card um just it's sports card market just all kinds of stuff um and we are having ty wilson from chasing cardboard the show on youtube we've got breaker culture we've got uh let's see i think that's that's most of it because breaker culture is most of your <laughs> most of your stuff but ty wilson from all that content creation <laughs> how are you doing ty i'm doing good jacob how are you doing man I'm doing great, man. Just glad to have you on. And uh, yeah, let's get around to this. You got a ton of stuff Thanks to talk me. about. Yeah. So, so. yeah. All right. So let's get started with what I'm most interested in. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners are. Um, I've noticed a lot of viewership on YouTube with Chasing Cardboard. So tell us about how Chasing Cardboard sort of came to be and all of that. Well, it came to be because guys like me who have collected for a long time, realize that there's a dream a lot of us have and that is to go around the united states looking for crazy collections that you can buy you can add them to your own collection you can sell some stuff trade some stuff and we just we had the ability to do it and we said let's go give it a shot and record this and tell people stories about their collections and you have you ever seen the show like american pickers or anything like yes, that yes yes okay yeah, it's a great show. So we we wanted to kind of spin it up like american pickers and, and have some fun with it and here we are talking about it. We've recorded yeah, yeah. 10 episodes, only five have released. Okay. But over the course of the summer, the next five will be, be dropping every couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I don't think I've watched the fifth episode yet. So I have to try and watch that tonight. It comes out in one hour. Okay. Yeah. We'll be done. We, okay. I got to hustle now, guys. There you go. <laughs> got, I've got something to do after this though. Yeah. I'll definitely be watching that premiere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, Tell us some a little bit about like yeah. what you guys have done so far and uh, what what are some of the things you've seen. Obviously, you want people to watch it, but just kind of give us a good idea and what the listeners can expect. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we've obviously seen some crazy collections. The first five episodes, there's been some good collections. There's been a lot of cards and collections, but there's been some. There's one that's coming up. I don't want to share too much, but we we end up winning an auction. Oh. <laughs> of a house of a guy that died oh. and he had, he had 6 million cards in it. And so we had to go pick it up. 
Oh my god! So it's it's a crazy, crazy experience, and we'll <laughs> tell the story. That's gonna be a good episode, yeah. So you need to tell me what you exactly collect, and I'll, I'll be sure to send you some stuff from that collection. Oh man, awesome! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we I mean we've seen everything you can imagine from great Mickey Mantles to new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. to everything in between. It's been it's been a really good experience. You you always you get reminded of how rich the history is of yeah. sports car collecting. Every shape and form understands what collecting sports cards is and it means something yeah. to every everybody a little bit differently so it's it's kind of it's fun to see that yeah yeah i 100 percent agree yeah. um i've seen i mean there's been a ton of unique stuff that you found uh i really enjoyed i think it was episode two with the guy um that you're gonna go fishing with after yeah that, yeah that was a great episode that dude was awesome so i'm glad yeah, you could help him with that collection so um yeah, yeah so Obviously, chasing cardboard is just one of the things you do, but what are some of the other things you do? You've got Breaker Culture, which was is a podcast and also YouTube yeah. form. So kind of tell the listeners about how that got started and just sort of leading up to that. Yeah, so I do Breaker Culture, which is a part of Bench Clear. You might know Bench Clear as well, yes. where we do some video stuff on YouTube. Uh, Breaker Culture started probably in the same way you did. You thought, I want to start telling people about my experiences in the hobby yeah. and interviewing people that started about six years ago. And uh, that's when like group breaking was really starting to become popular. And so I interviewed uh, a lot of the group breakers and I helped tell their story and help people understand what that was about. And then it evolved into tops and panini and those, those people saying, Hey, you're doing a pretty good job. Why don't you come interview (laughs) us too? Yeah. I said, I'll absolutely do that. Uh, And so, so here we are, right. Eight, eight, nine years later. And I see, I look at your episodes and I think, man, your, your journey's awesome. You've been doing it, what, 18 months? Yeah. And yeah. You got through the honeymoon phase. You're yeah. still doing it after episode yep. 50. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was impressed too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's a grind, man. It's, it's a lot more work than people think it's, I mean, it's fun, but it does take a lot of time. What's the hardest part about podcasting to you? What do you uh, find the hardest, most difficult? research probably and just like figure out topics uh. and stuff it, it's i mean it's like I've, i know about the person but then you're like it's it's kind of like rider's block but it happens like so much so it, it's yeah. tough sometimes <laughs> but yeah. i mean as long as cool. i mean editing's kind of hard as well but is if you once you kind of have like your method to editing it yeah it just kind of you can smoothly finish that out so I mean, yeah. those are probably the two hardest stuff. I, I would agree with you. People, people underestimate how hard it is to put the research in and to understand about the cards and also about the guests. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. So another thing, like you just mentioned, bench clear media. Um, yeah. How about, there's a couple of things I got to ask you about this, but first, yeah. how about you tell me kind of the people that are involved with this and uh, just how bench clear media came to be, all this stuff came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do YouTube? Have a YouTube channel? Uh, I couldn't find I you on YouTube. I did not yet. I okay. did not yet. Is that, is that because your parents said no YouTube yet? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> halfway that. Yeah. But mostly no social media, but I'm working on the YouTube. I have mad respect for that. Social media is <laughs> not my favorite thing. Uh, so Bench Clear Media started because uh, I, a couple other guys that I knew, Jeff, um, who now works for Panini, is the VP of marketing for Panini. Have you had Jeff on your show? I have not, but I'm looking into it. Okay. I'll make sure you get Jeff on your show. All right. Uh, All right. Jeff, Jeff and I started bench clear as a way to, to 
basically put out more content. We'll start YouTube. I, did, I wasn't into YouTube four years ago. And then uh, we connected with a guy named Mike Moynihan, who's the baseball collector. Another guy you should talk to sometime. Yeah. And uh, we just started putting out videos and because we just wanted to do things together. And then eventually Tyson came on, uh, who's an analytics guy, another great guy. And then Matt Coleman, who's the producer of Chasing Cardboard. Super good video guy came on and we all five of us worked together for a couple of years. Jeff left for Panini and now the yep. four of us work together and just have fun with it. Yeah. That's all we yeah, do. I, we just have fun talking <laughs> about sports cards. It's hard to beat yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, you guys are traveling around looking at collections. All four of you guys have been doing that. So um, yeah. it's, it's just cool how your, how your team's been and you guys are all included in the, in the you know, content that you do. So um, I, I think that's really cool to get a team of good guys that uh, make great content. So, I mean, it Thank works. You. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, obviously, like, is it this weekend or was it last weekend? But Javi Palooza 2022. Uh, yeah. is it, I think it is this weekend, right? It, it was it? last weekend. Yeah, okay, just happened. Weekend, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm impressed, man. Your research is good. <laughs> really good research. Uh, so, yeah, we had 24 hours of content the whole yep. weekend. And uh, it went really, really well. It was our best hobby palooza yet. We had uh 20 something thousand views on, on wow, shows yeah. throughout the weekend and gave away a bunch of prizes. It was, it was really fun. It was really yeah. fun. That's one of those people forget that the content world, and you probably know this, it's this very small community of people yeah. that put out content consistently yeah. and we have to kind of stick together best we can. And that's, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Guys that, yeah. Positive content creators are hard to come by and I'm not trying to be sort of, you know, um, proud of myself, but I mean, I just try and be, you know, as, as good content as I can, positive content. So I, I'm not yeah. trying to be a Debbie downer. Oh, all cards are falling. Everything's ending. It's over. <laughs> like that's, that's just not how I am. So it's no fun. It's no fun. No, anyway. It's not exactly. I mean, people <laughs> should, I mean, obviously it's just the human element to care about values and stuff, but I mean, PC is just as important as that LeBron logo man, this old, uh, Friday night. So it's, that's, that's what I think. What do you think about a LeBron logo, man, though? 2.1 million. Is that, uh, does that just blow your mind? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, I get why it's the history with the card. I mean, it's, I mean, LeBron is one of the goats. We're not going to get into that conversation right now, <laughs> but, but LeBron is one of the goats and it, he has played on three story teams has won a championship for all three. Um, he played for the Cavs, obviously, first, the Heat and the Lakers, and all three logo men are on the cards. So, I mean, I, I see why it's that valuable, but yeah. 2.1 million might be a little bit too valuable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and me both, we agree with that. I, I think it's a little too much, but yeah, sometimes you have so much money, you don't have to do it. Yeah, and then it had to be pulled by backyard breakers. I wasn't very happy about that either, so. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So. <laughs> And then <laughs> did you see that they pulled uh the Warriors logo in as well? Yeah. Yeah. That is it's not it's not cool, man. It's just not it like, makes you wonder if that's really a coincidence, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean Josh Luber <laughs> may have taken over Benini and he's giving him the right cases. I don't know. <laughs> Conspiracy started here first. You heard it. Yeah, I heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. So nice. tell us. So I didn't ask this at the start, but tell us kind of how you got into cards and collecting. 
Yeah. So I, I grew up collecting sports cards, uh, like any kid, you know, was a baseball player, was a basketball player, loved to collect the guys that I loved watching. And I just never stopped. Yeah. Uh, all the way through high school, I was really into it with some buddies. And then uh, I went to college and started selling cards, some of my cards to pay for bills. Yeah. <laughs> and then realized, wait a second, it's actually kind of fun to sell some of my cards and buy new ones as well. Yeah. Why don't I do this more? And I just, the bug never left. Yeah. When you get married someday and you realize you can't do it as much, you, you pull back a little bit and then yeah. you find other yeah. ways to, to get in, involved in it. And then you have kids and your kids love it and you want to do yeah. it with them. So it's just a passion that never died. And yeah. that's the great thing about sports cards, right? Each one of them tells a little bit of a different memory exactly. or story. Yeah. And you want yeah. them in your life for that reason. It's kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah. You can, it's just every card you can, every collector I know can tell a story about almost every card that they own i mean they they know what show what dealer everything it's it's pretty cool yeah, yeah so sure. um like you said uh buying and selling cards like i i have a sort of a theory for this so oh boy in, with with investors there it's a cash flow right well i call yeah. buying and selling cards a card flow it's it's just like obviously we're not like we're not constantly getting money from cars. We're putting it back into cars immediately. So it's yeah. just, we're bringing cars back and just cycling through them. I feel like fresh cards, always getting, you know, new stuff is just a fun, fun thing. Like, you know, I feel like if we sit on our collections forever and just end up with just same stuff over and over, and it's just not as fun. You always have to have new stuff <laughs> for car. Collection. I like that. I like that. I like the way you put that. What, so what, how do you look at that then? Do you look at it like I, you're going to constantly move through cards to build like the premier collection for yourself? Yeah. Or is that the idea? Like the yeah, idea that's, that's kind of the idea. I feel like if a person could build like the best possible 1,000 to 5,000 card collection from moving up, like just oh. flipping cards. I feel like that would be really cool, like to have the top 5,000 cards anyone could possibly own. So I feel like that would be kind of a cool idea. I dig that. I think you're probably right. Most people have about 99% of their cards that they never look at and they exactly. think they're part of their personal collection and they really yeah. aren't. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you got, yeah. Like there's no way people are sitting there looking through like even once a decade, people are not looking through their 350,000 sets of 1990 Dontras. <laughs> 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 I know I have correct. at least five sets somewhere. I, I I just have way too many of that stuff, and I I'm sorry, 1990 Donruss, but it's just I cannot stand that set. Don't apologize for that junk. <laughs> I know 91 Fleer and 90 Donruss, everyone's favorite sets. But all right, so so moving on from moving on from the hated sets, but um, so obviously you um are you you have kids now so what what's it like collecting cards with your kids and sharing the memories with them um it makes it all the more worthwhile you know um i have a 13 year old boy and a, and a 12 year old boy so they're they're right in your world yeah, right, right they're they're they're, yep. they're pc and they're guys and they're they're finding ways to collect and trade they're going to a card show in a couple of weeks with me and they're setting up a booth and they're going to sell cards probably to, to raise money to buy new cards yeah. for themselves. Like that's yeah. what they're, the way they're yeah, looking at it. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, that's, you're right. It's, it's always, the card flow is real for them. Uh, but it's great. Cause I, 
when I buy cards or I go to these collections and I know who they PC, like I'm thinking, I want these cards for them. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes that, that uh, process even more enjoyable for me. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree that. Yeah. It, I always end up, I'm like, okay, I need to get this or that. And then I'm like, then I ended up on DACA. I'm just like, here we go again, find another box, <laughs> find another Reds Auto or something. So I always end up back at the cards. He just always pulls me back in there. So <laughs> basically all my money from selling cards goes right back in there. It's the card flow, like you said, is real for me too. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Do you, do you buy mostly on eBay or do you go to like shows locally and stuff? Um, I buy mostly on eBay, but I do have two uh, local card shops. And uh, also there is a couple shows that are local to me as well. So I do okay. go to those a few times a year. And uh, the car shops are around 40 minutes away. So that, I mean, that's kind of far. I'm obviously not driving. So not always, we don't always have time for that. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll try and go as many times as we can if we're just kind of bored on a Saturday, you know. Heck yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, I, I like to do in-person over eBay for sure. Like it's just in-person deals are way better than buying off eBay. You're probably a pretty good negotiator, aren't you? Yeah. My dad is big into business and stuff. So the first thing we talked about at my first car show is you have to negotiate <laughs> everything. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely uh, negotiate as much as I can. <laughs> That's crazy. What's a 14 year old budget? Like what's your budget at a card show? I'm really what's curious. My budget? Well, it just depends on what I've been able to flip over the last month, but, uh, usually 150 to $300 usually. That's a pretty good budget. Yeah. I can find wow. some solid stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yep. All right. So got me jealous now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> As he sits down and buys a 6k collection. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. There, there's a lot of, there's, yeah, there's a lot of cards in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever I can kind of build up over the month and end up spending that. But the most I ever had was at the national uh, last year. So that was, ah. that was really fun. So that leads right into my next question. What are your plans for the national? I'm sure you're going to be doing some stuff there. So what are your plans? Um, I'm actually not going to the national. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Some guys, some guys from the, from the bench clear team will be at the national kind of representing our group, but, uh, we're going to buy, to buy a big collection in a few weeks and it's going to take us almost two weeks of work to film and okay. to get everything done. And yeah. so I don't want to spend that much time away from the family. So I'm not going to yeah. go to the national. Yeah. I'm actually not either because it's, uh, in Atlantic city, which is my dad likes to save money to just driving. So uh, Chicago was a great fit for us last year, just five hours yeah. away, but Atlantic city is like 14 hours. So it's a lot farther. That is a lot farther. It's not a great city either. Not a great yeah, city. It's, for 14 yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I've heard. So I've heard not yeah. the most family friendly, friendly city. So um, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So well, bummer. But, well, we'll have to record an episode. Yeah. During yeah. the national. Yeah. Just cities. make up for it. Both of us. <laughs> I know a couple other uh, guys that are I'm pretty good friends with uh, over podcasting that we should just do like a, a not at the national party That's episode right. or something. That's right. We'll get our <laughs> tissues out and we'll just have a good time crying on each yeah. other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll totally have to do that. That'd be, that'd be great. But hopefully yeah. I'll be able to see you in maybe 2023. We're planning to go to Chicago again. So 
Um, hopefully you'll yeah. be there in 2023. We, That'd be great. Right, we definitely expect to be there by then. Okay. Or if we're, yeah. if we're at a collection somewhere in Kentucky, I'll give you a yeah. buzz and we'll try to. Oh come yeah, for sure. For sure, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We could totally, totally meet up in person. That'd be great. All right. Yeah. So, um, we're not going to, you're not going to the national this year. So, um, obviously you're, I'm sure you're buying a great collection because of that. So, um, if, and like you said, two weeks of work, that's probably the house again or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even, I'm not looking forward to that work. It's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah man, most people sure. hear 6 million cards and they think, oh, that's so great. It's going to be so yeah. fun, but you know, and then try like, and transport them. Well, yeah, you got to transport them and then you got to figure out, okay, what goes in a dumpster. And I hate saying that, but a lot of the yeah. 90s stuff, the 90, 91, it has to, yeah. you just got to get rid of it. Yeah. It's not worth anything. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. All to sort it through really and find does. the good stuff. And plus, so. like, there is like a few 1990s key cards. So you end up having to look through all of that junk. And it's just like, ugh, why you did I it. just look through stacks of <laughs> stacks of 90 tops? Like, just ends up just looking at terrible crap the whole, whole yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I've had nightmares of sorting through those cards. I've literally woken <laughs> up in the middle of the night thinking, why am I looking at this Craig Bissio card Dondras. again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean i i've been given collections uh my uh aunt is a realtor so she had a client give her some cards i think she must have told her that i collected or something so i ended up with a large collection and uh, there was actually some nice stuff but yeah a lot of it was like 85 tops 80 like 89 donruss 91 donruss stuff like that yeah so, it, yeah. There was some cool, like, grippy stuff in there, but besides that, there wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. What's the, what's the best card in your collection? My what's best card? Well, my favorite card is probably, and here we are, this and Junk Wax, but 1989 Upper Deck Griffey is probably my favorite uh, card. Okay. okay. He's one of my favorite players of all time, so I love I love Griffey stuff and that kind of okay. stuff. But my best card, uh, I actually pulled a Mike Trout autograph last year, so it's Heck yeah. my best card, yeah. Out of what product? Uh, Stadium Club. It was a Lone Star signature, so like the most iconic autograph. Oh man, that's a yeah. great card. Yeah, it's, it was. I I went berserk. I'll have to send you that video. It was. I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was funny. I th I think it is in. I think the audio is in like episode like thirty four or something, thirties or twenty right. something. There. So you have to you have to listen back. I go absolutely crazy. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll put it on next week's on the fly. We'll talk yeah. about we'll talk about your pull. Although, <laughs> was, although it was a long time ago, it's still fun. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Also, I'll send you over that clip. So okay. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap up our discussion. That was more of a discussion interview, just kind of having fun today with with Ty Wilson from Breaker Culture, from Bench Clear, Bench Clear Media, and of course, uh, Chasing Cardboard. Um, hopefully, you'll get on. Uh, TV station in the years to come, History Channel or something like that. That would be awesome to see you on those. So hopefully we see you on that in the future. But for now, YouTube's cool and, and you're having a great listenership already, or listener and I guess watchers. So yeah, um, yeah, just keep that, keep it up, and uh, you're you're doing a great job so far. So I'm sure history will be jealous by the end of this year. <laughs> you're gonna be on TV before me. What are you talking about? You are extremely impressive, man. I appreciate you having me on, Jacob. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. That'll All right. wrap up our discussion mm -hmm. with Ty Wilson. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. <laughs>
All right, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that great interview with Ty. Um, he's awesome, guys. You guys uh, probably noticed. And uh, we also talked pretty extensively outside of the show as well, which was quite fun. And, uh, yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Before we go, just a couple of places uh, you can reach out. You can reach out at my email, sportscardsecond at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on Blowout Forums at the same well, no, at RedsFan324 on Blowout Forums. Also, you can find me on ComC there as well. And uh, also, you can find me on Bleacher Report at Jacob Burris. Um, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the show. That'll wrap it up. Episode 69, Jacob, signing off. Keep collecting. Peace.